KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. This is KMTT and this is Ezra Bek. Today is Tuesday, Chaf Dvav Elul, the 26th day of Chodesh Elul. Normally on Tuesday, we would have a Shia in Parshat HaShavua. This week Shabbat will be Rosh Hashanah. There is no Parshat HaShavua. Of course, there is Kriyat Torah for Rosh Hashanah. But rather than having a Shia about that, I would like to utilize this slot to complete the series that I began two weeks ago in the framework of the Erev Shabbat program. Two weeks ago on Friday, I discussed the bracha of Malchuyot, the first of the special brachot for Rosh Hashanah, found in Musaf Rosh Hashanah. Last week on Friday, we discussed Zichronot, the second bracha, which leaves us with one more section, the section called Malchuyot, the third and last of the special brachot, of the Musaf Tefillah on Rosh Hashanah. And therefore, my topic today, you can call it Parshat HaShavua, it's the topic of the week, but not the Kriyat Torah of the week, is the section in the Tefillah, which is called Shofarot, which begins with the words, Atanigleita Ba'anan Kfodecha, and which ends with the Bracha Shomeya Kol Torat Avo Yisrael Barachane. Now if, when we discussed Malchiot and Zichronot, the question was, what is the full meaning of Malchut? What are we trying to accomplish? What are we talking about? What is the exact meaning of Zichronot? When it comes to Shofarot, we have a different problem altogether. Everybody knows what the word Shofar means. But I think the real problem is, we don't know what the Bracha is all about. If you have a bracha that has ten psukim, which mention the word melech, then they're about malchut Hashem. And the kingship of God is obviously an important theme of Rosh Hashanah. If we have a bracha in which ten words talk about zecher, Hashem zocher, the zachati, then it's about God's memory, God's remembering, God's paying attention, God's caring about us. And that's an important and essential theme to Rosh Hashanah, we know that. But what is the bracha of shofar actually about? I know we blow shofar on Rosh Hashanah, but what is the bracha about? Why is shofar a theme of Rosh Hashanah? Shofar is a is a is something that we do on Rosh Hashanah. It's something which you hold in your hands on Rosh Hashanah. But why is it a theme of Rosh Hashanah? What is the theme that this bracha of shofarot is about? Now the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, in fact, when it talks about the um, the shofarot has a funny expression. It says, you should be hamlichuni on this day. You should coronate, make me king on this day. And God will remember us on this day. When it came to Shafrat, it says, uvameh, and how will God become king? And how will our zikaron, our memory, the knowledge of us, ascend to God? Bishofar. It was rather than list three separate themes, this particular Maimon Gemara says that it sounds like it's saying only two themes. There's Malchut, the Zichronot, and we do them Bishofar. Now that makes sense. When you blow Shofar, one of the themes of Shofar is undoubtedly to announce God's kingship. Utruat Melech Bo, a pasuk that was in Malchut. Utruat Melech Bo, the call of the king, the clarion call of the king is within Israel. Because the clarion call of the king is the is the call of the king. Before the king enters the room, the trumpets on Arkhishofarot to blow, tu 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 tu, and then the king enters the room. So that I understand. So Shofar is not a theme. Shofar expresses 
the theme called Malchuyot. Zichronot could be the same thing. When you blow the shofar, you're saying to God, remember, perhaps, Akedat Yitzchak. Perhaps you're merely crying. Perhaps that's what the shofar means. I saw a beautiful explanation once that when the shofar blows, it's pure sound. It's just air. You can hear the air because it's modulated by the shofar, but there are no words. So it's a kind of tefillah without words. And it symbolizes the opposite of the way God made us. By yipach ba'apav, nishmat chayim, God breathes into us the soul of life. We are breathing it back to God. That's part of zikhwanot. But our job is to understand shofarot not as the accompaniment to malchuyot and zikhwanot. When you say malchuyot in shul, when Chazin in Moshul says malchuyot, so at the end we blow shofar. That's the shofar of Malchiot. When you say zichonot, it's the shofar of zichonot. The problem is, when you say shofarot, it's the shofar of shofarot. So there also has to be a theme of shofar, which is its own theme, and not the musical accompaniment to a different theme. In many, many Machzorim, there's a section printed in the name of Rav Haigon. Ten explanations, ten reasons, ten themes of shofar. Okay? I want to know what is the theme of shofar which is the independent message of Rosh Hashanah as expressed in the independent bracha, which we call Shafarat. If we look at the bracha, it becomes, I think, quite clear what the Shafar means in this context. The bracha begins, Ata nigreita ba'anan klodecha al am kotshecha ledaber imam. This line is an introduction to describing Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah, which itself will lead into the first Pasuk of the ten Pesukim cited for Shofarot, because the first Pasuk is that when the Torah was given, there was called Shofar Hazak Ma'od by Harad Kola Amashir Machane. When the Torah was given on Hasinai on the third day, there was a called Shofar. So to get it started, before you go to Pasuk, there's a whole story that God gave us the Torah. I think there's more here. The Tvila says explicitly, what we're talking about is not Torah. There is no connection between Torah and Shofar. Shofar is one of the mitzvot in the Torah. But what the Bacha is talking about is Atan nigleita ba'anan kvodecha al amkot daber imam. The theme that's being discussed here is not the giving of the Torah, but the revelation Gilui Shrina that was expressed in the giving of the Torah. You revealed yourself from the cloud of your glory to your holy people to speak to them from heaven. They heard your voice, you, you sounded to them your voice, and you appeared to them, Alehem, from the mists of purity. The entire world retreated from before you and the creatures of creation were in awe were in fear of you when you when you revealed yourself our king on Hasinai to teach your people Torah and Mitzvot and you sounded to them your voice and the holy devot you gave to them from within the fire in other words, we're not talking about here the content of the Torah. We're talking about here the fact that God appeared 
from within the clouds, from without the clouds, on top of Hasinai, from the mists of purity, God appeared to Am Yisrael, and His voice was heard, and that sound was eventually the Shofar. I think the answer to our question is quite clear from this introduction. That what Shofar means is Giloi Shechina. The call of the Shofar, the sound of the Shofar, is the audible representation of God's presence in the world. It's connected to the idea of kingship. When the king comes to visit, you have to blow the horn first. But we reverse the equation. When you blow the horn, it means, it signifies and perhaps creates the immediate presence of God. Hit galut shechina, the revelation, not just the presence, the revelation of the presence of God. Shechina means presence. Hit galut shechina is God's presence revealed. Where do we see that? If we look in the structure of the Bacha, like all of the three Bachot, you have ten psukim. These are ten proof psukim. They're divided up into Torah, Ketuvim, Vinvi'im. The three psukim of Shofarot in Torah are psukim from Matan Torah. All three from Matan Torah. First one is Bibi Yom Ashiri Shibiot Abokav Yikolotu Verachim Vahanan Kaveda Lahava Kol Shofar Hazak Maud Vayichrat Kol Hamashim Machaneh The second psuk is Vayikolo Shofar Holech Vachazek Maud Moshe Yidabar Vayahim Ya'anenu Bekol V'Nehemah The third psukim It's just a few psukim later In the Torah V'Chol Ha'am Rumit HaKolot V'Tlapidim V'Tkol HaShofar V'Taha Ashen V'Yar Ha'am V'Yanu U'V'Yamdu Merachok You have three psukim about Matan Torah the last section is Nevi'im and it consists of three psukim about Yimot HaMashiach Kol Yoshvei Tevel B'Shochanei Aretz K'Neson Neis Harim Teru K'Tkol HaShofar Tishmau It's talking about on that final day in the great day when all the inhabitants of the world will see as one sees the raising of the mast on the hills and they will hear as one hears the call of the Shofar. And it is written, And that day, on that day, there will be blown a great Shofar. People from the lost people from Mashun, from Mitzrayim, will come back to Eretz Yisrael. On that day, God will appear to them. And his arrow will go out like lightning. And God himself will blow the shofar. So you have, on the one hand, Matan Torah. The Psukim of the Torah are the past. The Psukim and the Vim are about Gimot HaMashiach. They're the future. Clearly, in both cases, you're talking about Yitkalut Shechina. Because then we know at Har Sinai God came down, and here the Psukim say that on that day God will appear. And Hashem Himself will blow the shofar. And He will be visible to them. What is the middle section of Psukim from Ketuvim about? So just a symmetry. If the Pesukim and the Torah are about the past, and the Pesukim and the Vim are about the future, the middle Pesukim and the Ketuvim must be about the present. And so they are. In general, that's what Ketuvim is about. Ketuvim is the books of wisdom. It's about what is. It doesn't tell the story of where the Jews came from. It doesn't have the prophecy of the future. 
It's the wisdom of Shlomo, the wisdom of David Melech. It, it describes the relationship of the Jews to God in the present. We have the following three psukim. God rises in the call of the shofar, <coughs> in the tzua, in, in, in the blast, the Lord in the sound of the shofar. You should play, call out before the King God with the sound of the shofar with trumpets. Blast on the shofar on the month, the day that is covered, the day of your holiday, for that is the law to Israel and the rule of the God of Yaakov. The Sukh which describes the blowing of the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, which is the month that is covered. Yeah, which is the new month the beginning of a month which is a Chag so these Psukim are not describing historical events they're not describing the future they're describing the present God rises He ascends the Shofar blow the Shofar today blow the Shofar before God and therefore our conclusion our automatic conclusion probably right till now is the following there was a great event in the past which is the founding event of the Jewish people and that was Matan Torah Bahar Sinai and the reason why it was the founding event of Jewish people one of the reasons why it was the founding event was because it was a visible and audible Hitgalut Shechina within the world the presence of God was revealed within the world in a manner which, which overwhelmed the natural order, fire, and a and a and never-ending kol shofar, the cloud, the hill shook, God's voice. It's a one in history account, one in history event, which completely overcame the natural order of the world because God entered, He pierced the the anan kachacha, the cloud which veils His presence, and came down in Hasinai and that's why the Jewish people exist that's why the Torah exists we have Nivuot we have prophecies which describe the end of days the end of days is also a a, a, a overcoming of the natural order on that day wonderful and amazing things will take place and God himself will blow a shofar and all the people will see it and everyone will come and bow down to God in Yerushalayim Bahara Kodesh Yerushalayim it's also a once in history event beyond our ken it's beyond our normal experiences that's why it's the end of days that's why it's Yomad HaMashiach and then this Pesukim in Ketuvim what can they possibly mean? they have to mean that even in our daily humdrum normal lives there is a kind of hit galut shechina the shofar blows now as well it's not the shofar has Sinai which shook the foundations of the earth and it's not the shofar of Bayom Ahu which will call the lost peoples from Eretz Ashur and those who have been dispersed to Eretz Mitzrayim to come to, has, to, come to ha- Hashem Yerushalayim 
It's a shofar that doesn't shake, at least not visibly, the the foundations of the world. But there is beneath the cover there is hitkalut shechina daily. The relationship of the Jewish people to God is one of hitkalut shechina me'aleh. We don't live in nature the same way as the rest of the world. Our feet may be present in nature, but on our heads is the presence of God, the Hitgalut Hashchina. And the Rav once pointed out the following amazing thing. There are ten psukim for each bracha. That means three from the Torah, three from the Nevi'im, three from the Ketuvim, and one more. So for instance, in Malchuyot, after you did 333, three, three, the 10th Pasuk was, We're back to the Torah, and a Pasuk of Malchut, we accept God's kingship. In the Nevi'im, in, I'm sorry, in, in, uh, in Zichronot, there was 3, 3, and 3. And then in the Chatimat Abacha, there was one more Pasuk, which was about, also from the Torah, and uh, it was about God remembering the Brit. In Shofarot, if you count, you'll get 11 psukim. There's three from the Torah, three from the Ketuvim, three from the Biyim, in the Chatimah, where you expect the 10th Pasuk, there in fact is a Pasuk, the strange thing is that the word Shofar that I mentioned in it or the word Chatzotzva is and the word Utkatem and you shall blow on the trumpet on the Chatzotzva is mentioned but it doesn't explicitly have the word Shofar but that is by the basis of the way the, these Brachot are formed the structure which we learn to expect in Malchut and Zichonot that must be the 10th Pasuk of Shofarot the thing is there is another 10th Pasuk in the middle, after the Ketuvim, not at the end, but it was beforehand. But after the three Pesukim of the Torah, the three Pesukim of the Ketuvim, there's a fourth Pesuk of Ketuvim. It says, V'ne'emar. And it's a very long Pesuk. In fact, it's an entire chapter from Tehidim. A number of Pesukim. Hanalukah, Hanalukel, Bekotsholu, Bekil Uzolu, Begevurotav, Alu, Karov, Gudlo. I haven't mentioned the word Shofar yet. Halu, Beteka, Shofar. Halu, Beneba, Bechino. Halu, Betofa, Machon, Miyugav, Halu, Betetzerei, Shama. Halu, Betetzerei, Teruah. So what's going on here? Which one of these two psukim is the tenth and why is there an eleventh? So the loved one said, there is in fact a halachic problem with the fact that the tenth pasuk, the real one, doesn't have the word shofar in it. And perhaps they wanted to include another pasuk, but that's not really the purpose of this pasuk, which is out of place. It's not at the end, but in the middle. But the explanation is as follows. If I mention, if I prove by citing a verse that God appeared in all his glory at, at Mamad HaSinai that's past if I declare my belief by quoting the Psukim that there will be a day the end of days Rabiyad HaMashiach Gold Tzedek B'mher V'yameinu Amen when the Shofar will be sounded and God will again be manifest in the world okay that's in the future but if I've said and I've proven it by quoting three Psukim three is proof that despite what we thought and despite what we've perhaps been led to expect by the magnificence of Matan Torah and the amazing stupendity of the end of days nonetheless there is Hitkalut Shechina quietly under the scenes behind the curtain on a daily basis once you've said that and you've proven it and you've experienced it the fourth passage that follows isn't another verse of proof. Three is good enough. 
This is a verse of response. If there's a Tgalut Shechina on a daily basis, then there's a Tgalut Shechina right now as well. We're standing in Shul. We're diving. We're in the middle of Shemunesh. We're blowing the Shofar. There's a Tgalut Shechina right now, even though you don't see the... The, the, the pillars of the building, the roof of the building trembling. And if that's true, what is man's response to Hitkalut Shechina? The answer, of course, is Shira. Anytime there's Hitkalut Shechina, the response is song, Shira, is Haler, when the Jews crossed the, 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 the sea and they saw God's mighty hand, so they responded by Az Yashir Moshe. On Yantif, we say Haler because on Yantif there is always Hitkalut Shechina. Here you've created a special Hitkalut Shechina by the Psukim of Ketuvim, and therefore, Hallelujah, hallelujah, held the kachor a little bit. It's true, this parak has the witch of fire in it. But beyond and beyond and, and above the reference to the word shofar, this parak is a song of praise, of halel, shira, v'shevach, to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. What engendered it? The declaration, the, the, the creation of a state of mind and of existence of standing before Hitkalut Shechina. Funny thing happened to me about uh, 15 years ago on Rosh Hashanah for reasons that only he knows the answer to Harav Amital who's the Chazan Musaf in Shivat HaRatzion sang this section Haluka Haluka El Bukacho as Chazan. It's not a common uh, minig among Chazanim but that's what he began to do. He sang it to the tune of Mizmah the David Hallelujah, Hallelujah, And then uh, continue on Shemona Sve. When the Chazan sings, the Sibur very often joins him in singing. It's a beautiful part of davening. I don't usually do that on Rosh Hashanah. There's a problem of being mastic. I'm among other things, I'm the Baltakei, I blow the Shofar. In the middle of Tkiyah Shofar, you're not supposed to talk. I normally don't sing along with the Chazan. For the first time I did this, I would sing along with him. I didn't even think about it. And the reason was, because in my subconscious, I remember what I just told you now. I remember the Rav telling us that Haluka Haluka Elokotcho was a response to the actual existence of Hitkalut Shechina at this very moment engendered by the furious Psukim. If it's a response, then singing along is not a Hetzak. You have to sing. You can't you can't just let the chazan sing for you. So I'm not suggesting you do this in every shul. I'm just, that's not the way the tefillah was, was structured with those who wrote the tefillah. But when this particular situation arose and I found myself in it, then yes, I don't sing other songs along with the chazan, but I do sing because that's the way a person responds to being in it. What is the chatima of this bracha? This is a theme we're saying now, Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is about the kingship of God. Rosh Hashanah is about God's judging, remembering, caring about man and about the Jewish people, Zahosha Yitzchak. And Rosh Hashanah, more than any other day, is about Hitgalut Shechina in the world. If God is king of the world, it doesn't just mean that he has the authority to rule. God's kingship, as, as we sort of said when we talked about Nachio two weeks ago, God's kingship is only full is only complete when it's manifested. If God is king and he's in his tower, but the world isn't influenced by that, then he's not really king. Because 
because God's kingship will be declared in every single hill and mountain. So therefore, if today is the day of the ascendancy of God to its throne, it's also the day when, by definition, there has to be Hitkalut Shechina in the world. So that God should be king in the world, and not just king in the heavens. And that's the third theme. God is today king, therefore he judges and remembers, and therefore he is present in a manner reminiscent of Mamad HaSinai and in a manner which hints at the end of days Biyat HaMashiach and God's true kingship over the entire world since you are today present in front of me then blow on the great shofar for our future freedom bring together all the different Goliath the dispersed of Israel from all the nations and bring them to Zion to Yerushalayim your city and there we will do the mitzvah of blowing the shofar and the trumpets when we bring the sacrifices in the Beit HaMikdash in other words if you manifest yourself and therefore the Jews return around you in to Eretz Yisrael their king in their midst then we will blow the shofar because that's what you do when the king is in your midst every time you bring a korban on the days of your rejoicing and on your holidays and on the first of the month you will blow on the trumpets and according to Rachel also on Shofar over the sacrifices you bring and it will be for you a zikaron it will be for your memory as in the previous Pacha before God for you are he who hears Kol Shofar if you hear our Shofar then you will respond we respond to Galut by singing Shira you respond to our blown Shofar by being in fact present and you listen to our uh, blowing and there is none like you and then we blow the Shofar for the last time in Shemun Esrei Tkiah that is the bracha of Shofarot. I hope that what I've accomplished just now is to change the bracha Shofarot from the relatively more boring of the brachot of Rosh Hashanah. People get excited about the kingship of God. You get nervous and therefore excited about being judged and, and being remembered and being cared for. And for Shofarot, I think people sort of fall asleep a little. If we understand it correctly, it's the most exciting of all the brachot. The bracha of Shofar is a chance to, to meet God, to stand in the presence of God, which is mitgaleh, which is, which is being revealed within the world, even if your eyes don't at this moment actually see it. And that's why it's the siyum, it's the conclusion of the triple bracha of Rosh Hashanah. God is king, God remembers. The end result is transformation of the world, transformation of our relationship with God, to stand before Him in His revealed presence. We've completed our discussion of the Brachot of Rosh Hashanah, a special series which I have fitted into different slots in our Chodesh Elul broadcasts. A few more days left of Rosh Hashanah. We should all get ready. 
And we will continue next week as well with other with other shiurim till Yom Kippur. But in any event, I'm in the Rosh Hashanah mood, so I want to wish you at this particular moment already, a few days early, Ketiva V'chatima Tova, Shana Tova, have a good year, good bench to you, Chayim Tovim, Ule Shalom. Tomorrow's shiur will be the weekly shiur of Harav Taragin on Yud Gimel Midot HaRachamim. Thursday shiur will be another shiur in the series of Afkan on Hilchot Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And next week we'll be back with one more week of shiur before Yom Kippur. Kol Tov, Hishtamea. We should hear each from each other. We hear from each other tomorrow. This has been KMTT. Ki Mitzion Tetzei Torah, Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim.